For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Greetings to everyone joining us for a new episode of the European Hoops podcast. We cover the EuroLeague and the top five events. I am André and with me, our basketball expert, Diogo Valente. Hi, André. Hi, guys. Hope everything is okay with y'all. We are here for another episode of the European Hoops podcast. Hopefully, you guys stay with us and tune in for the rest of our episodes. André, let us know, man. What are we talking about today? Today, we will go over all the quarterfinal action and preview what to expect from the rest of the competition. Are you ready to get into it? Yeah, I'm absolutely ready. This is a, this was an exciting quarterfinals. Uh, I think we're going to have some really good semifinals. So this is pretty pretty good, man. Let's get into it. Let's then start with the quarterfinal game that was played on Tuesday between United States and Italy. The final score of that game was 100-63 in favor of the American team on a game that started somewhat slowly. And it was once again the United States bench, the key for them to take over the game. United States had to react after their defeat against Lithuania. And it was with their defense that uh, they got the job done. They were very active defensively and Italy wasn't able to adjust to it. They were rushing into actions and leading to bad shots with Italians shooting a very low 30.7% from the field. Italy couldn't get going as the United States defensive effort was too much for them to overcome with the Americans ending the game with uh, 51 against 33 rebounds and an area that uh, would have been crucial for Italy's aspiration to win this game. Mikael Bridges was the MVP of the game with 24 points, 7 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 steals and 1 block while their bench unit outscored the starters with uh, 57 points with special emphasis for Paul Banquero that ended the game with a plus-minus of plus-27, the best between all players. Would you say that uh, this was the bounce-back win that United States needed? Yeah, I think after losing a game, I don't think many people expected them to lose two in a row uh, because obviously they are the, the most talented team and I, I believe the best team in the tournament. So I would expect a response after that game against Lithuania. Um, I I had I think I gave Italy a, a fair chance to to compete, but it was all about the three point shooting battle. And because the USA team had been struggling in the past few games uh, shooting the three, and Italy has always been a very good sh three point shooting team, I thought that if they were able to to beat the United States on the three point battle, I think they would have been able to compete. But obviously, we knew that the the United States had more talent. And they tried to assert that talent and that dominance from the jump. And like you said, they were very aggressive and very active defensively. And that just led the way for them from the jump. Uh, Italy wasn't able to, to stay disciplined and to, to find open shooters and to get good shots because Team USA was very good defensively. And it allowed them to, to have fast break points, open threes, everything they wanted. So this was a very good win for them. They, they now go to the semifinals and they deserve that. So. And shout out to Italy too, because getting to the top eight obviously ain't easy. And they did that after overcoming some games that maybe they wasn't supposed to win. 
So shout out Italy on a nice tournament, but congratulations to the USA to getting the Olympic slot and uh, reaching the semifinals. Both United States and Italy would find out about their opponents for the classification game and for the semifinal after the game between Latvia and Germany that took place on Wednesday with Germany winning 81-79 to on the most competitive of all four quarterfinal games. The game started with a great game plan by coach Luca Banki and equally good execution by the Latvian players. On the defensive end of the floor, they were switching and daring players like Schroeder and Bonga to shoot while showing Schroeder's size on his drives to try to limit his impact as much as possible. And he did struggle on this game. This allowed Latvia to keep Germany to only 13 points in the first quarter. Offensively, Latvia was trying to draw switches and uh, looking for mostly Grajulis, but uh, whoever had a mismatch inside, mostly against uh, Schroeder. Germany later answered with uh, double teams on those situations, and Latvia was able to move the ball and find open shooters. It uh, was a highly competitive and a hard-fought first half, with Mo Wagner and Yeman being determinant of the bench. Both players ended the game with a positive plus-minus of 13, and their energy and physicality were absolutely crucial for this German team to have a two-point lead at halftime. German length and physicality were key factors for the, the way that they play during this game and the way that they play during the, this whole competition. And Latvia had to work extra hard for good shots, but uh, with the ability to explore mismatches and hit some uh, big three-pointers with uh, them ending the game, 13 from 34 from behind the arc, uh, Latvia was able to stay competitive on this game. Obst shot 50% from three and was able to provide some big baskets for Germany, but uh, the swing factor of this game was the second half performance of Franz Wagner. He was almost unstoppable and uh, a very hard matchup within this game. He was able to be a difference maker And uh, we are delighted to see that he is back on the court to elevate Germany to the ceiling we recognize from them. He was the game MVP with 16 points, 8 rebounds and uh, 3 assists while shooting 62.5% from the field. Germany was up 11 points with uh, about 8 minutes to play. Latvia was then able to mount a comeback and uh, they were short of a 3-pointer from uh, Davis Bertans with a few seconds left on the clock for them to be able to conquer this win and advance into the semifinals on this that was already an historical run for them, first time being in the World Cup and also the smallest country ever to reach the quarterfinals. They were not short of impressive during this competition. And as we said, that uh, these were the two teams playing some of the best basketball of the tournament, and for good reason. Latvia showed the value of this group of players with special highlights for Artur Jagers, that is a rising star of the European basketball, Davis Bertens, that showed pride today and uh, gave everything for his country, Grajulis, showing how much he has improved and uh, how well he can play, Roland Schmitz, doing all the little things and contributing at a very high level, and that's one of the reasons why he's one of our favorites in the EuroLeague, and Rodion Kurutz, that uh, is such an important piece for this roster with his versatility and his defensive ability. We said it before, 
at the start of the tournament. And we will say it again. Watch out for this Latvian team for the Eurobasket 2025 that uh, they will be playing at home. Germany showed that uh, we had them ranked second on both of our poor rankings for a very good reason. And uh, I will give you the floor by saying the only thing I have left to say about this game. I love basketball. And while it can be painful at times when you lose, the way that both of these teams fought today should make both of their countries, their fans and everybody involved extremely, extremely proud. 100%. I mean, like we we said this before, these two teams play such good basketball on both ends of the court. It's really awesome to see. So this game was very good. I mean, starting off, uh, I like to shout out Kuruk's defense on Schroeder because uh, showing him that type of size really made him struggle in this game. And he shot four for 26. And and I go now to another point that you mentioned, and that is the Germany bench. Uh, in a game where their best player struggled immensely shooting the ball, the, all those guys coming off the bench, they stepped up in a way that I, I didn't expect it. I mean, obviously, they're all great players, but uh, the plus minus, the, the points, like everything they did, the effort, like guys like, Thiemann, Maudolo, uh, Franz Wagner and Mo Wagner, both of them. And even Isaac Bonga, the, he started today, but uh, we know Franz is the, the main wing there. But Bonga had been stepping up every game so far, and today he hit a, a very decisive three, in my opinion. And then guys like Obst, I mean, everybody contributed. Germany, I think they showed today that they are very well prepared. Like, if one guy is not uh, good on that day, the other guys will step up and protect him like they did today for Schroeder. So I, I think Schroeder is going to bounce back. And the fact that they won this game with him struggling that much, I think it just shows how good of a team this German team really is. And I'd like to congratulate them for that. Uh, but then just talking about Latvia, I mean, they played a very good game. Germany is just a, a bigger team. They have more size on the wings and the bigs too. And that's why they won the rebounding battle, which was very, it's also always very important in a, a game this close. But uh, just Latvia's defense, starting with Kruk, like I said, but then their passing and their ability to shoot the ball, the, it's going to keep them competitive on every game they play. Uh, other than the game against Canada, where they, they got blown out, every other game has been competitive. Uh, so I'd like to shout out Latvia's run in this tournament because it was really incredible to see. I didn't have them uh, advancing uh, even on the group stage because they had Canada and France. And I think even you uh, who are so high on Latvia from the jump, uh, I don't think you would have believed they would have come this far, especially without Porzingis. But uh, they played so well. Uh, they defended, they shot the ball. Jagars, I think, was uh, the sensation of this tournament. And somebody please sign this man because he is a hell of a player. We need him and, on the EuroLeague. <laughs> yeah, for, for sure, for sure. He's a hell of a player, and he, he showed it throughout the tournament and today too. Uh, and I think that shot by Bertans, uh, it was a good shot. He could have gave it to Zagars as well, but either either one of them taking that shot, uh, I would have been okay with it, like I am. And I think uh, he went for it. I mean, he didn't try to tie the game to go to overtime. I mean, he went for the win, and he deserved credit for that. It takes a lot of courage to, to take that shot. And he did it. So it was a very exciting game. I think Germany is deserving of being in the semifinals. And Latvia is also a very good team. And they had a hell of a run 
So, and like you said, watch out for them on the Eurobasket 2025 because it's going to be exciting for sure. Now that we went over these two quarterfinal games, let's take a look into what to expect from these four teams on the, their next games, starting with the classification game between Latvia and Italy. Latvia has more shot creation and plays at a higher level. They have shown that during this tournament. That is why they are my pick for winning this game. But it won't be an easy one. I expect a highly competitive matchup where Italy's better rebounding ability can be an issue that Italy will need to battle against. Italy ranks 13 in rebounding during competition, while Latvia is the 30th ranked team, the last between the remaining ones. Three-point shooting will certainly play a crucial role, with Latvia scoring in average 13.2 three-pointers per game, the most from all the teams of the competition. If Italy is able to slow them down on that front, it can also be impactful for the outcome of the game. Taking this into account, and uh, I would love to hear your opinion, who do you expect to advance to the game that will decide the fifth place of this World Cup between these two teams? I, I believe this game can go either way. Uh, I think this is one of the most balanced matchups in, in this tournament so far, in my opinion, uh, because I think both teams uh, are valued by their collective efforts and their shooting and their defense. Uh, I think these three aspects are characteristic of each team um, but I do agree with you I think Latvia has more shot creation but the the size factor in favor of Italy with that front court of Fontecchio, Polonara and Melli uh, I think that could make a difference uh, I believe it's going to be a, a very close game but uh, I'm going to give the edge to, to Latvia uh, I agree with you there uh, I think they've been playing better than Italy as far as like style of play and they do have more creators. And because I think the game will be close, uh, I believe that shot creation will be very important in the fourth quarter. So I'm, I'm going to give it to Latvia. While this game between Italy and Latvia will place one of these teams on the fight for the fifth place, on the podium battle, we have a semifinal between United States and Germany. My lean is with United States. And I will say it once again, Germany and Latvia played the best basketball of this competition, but United States and Canada are the two more talented teams. And uh, we saw on today's game between Germany and Latvia how switching defense can give Germany issues. And uh, we can expect uh, to see similar uh, challenges against United States while the uh, United States also have bigger and stronger wings able to give different uh, problems to Franz Wagner. For the United States, the challenges will be matching the physicality from Germany and they will need to be effective on their defensive rotations and their help defense needs to be on point to be able to contest the German driving game. And we can certainly expect a bounce-back game from Schroeder, something that uh, the United States will want to try to contain. Finally, we should keep track of the rebounding battle. The ability of Germany to generate second-chance points can be an important factor for the outcome of this game. But uh, all in all, I believe that the superior talent level of United States has the advantage. We had a real-life preview of this game during the preparation, and it was a very good one in, with United States coming out on top. What similarities and what differences do you expect from this matchup this time around? Okay, this might be a hot take, but uh, I think the difference is that Germany is going to win this game. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. I, know, I know you didn't expect this. Uh, I don't think anybody expected it. Uh, I just think they match up nicely 
because Germany has the size as well, and they also have the talent. I mean, obviously, USA has more talent, but Germany is a very talented team. Uh, and I think the fact that Schroeder had this bad of a game against Latvia, uh, I really believe he's going to bounce back. And uh, I, I think the biggest factor here, and like you said, the, the rebounding battle, the USA was completely out-rebounded by Lithuania. And Germany does have the bigs that can also do that. And for Team USA, uh, with the main center being Jaron Jackson, and he just can't seem to get away out of being in foul trouble. And I think that's a, a big factor in this game because if he does get in foul trouble, I believe it's going to be hard for Team USA to to play with a to play big minutes to Walker Kessler and even Bobby Portis. I think it's going to be tough. So maybe I think they would much rather go with a small ball lineup with Bancaro at the five than to give high minutes to to one of Portis or Kessler. But I believe this is going to be a very exciting game. I think it's going to be close. Uh, the only reason I'm giving it to Germany, I when we did our brackets at first, uh, I had the final being USA versus Germany, but then USA lost that game and kind of messed up my whole bracket. So we <laughs> get this matchup in the semifinal. But uh, I really want to see Germany in the final because I, I'm such a fan of the way they play and their their play style. And I believe they have the shooting ability to, to beat USA if they have a, a good three-point shooting game and they're able to to guard the three at a decent rate, uh, I really think they can beat them. Again, th- this might be a hot take, but uh, I really believe it, uh, and I'm going to pick Germany to win. Uh, I think Schroeder has the ability to, to break down defenses and to then facilitate to his teammates. But uh, I'm just curious about what defensive strategy Germany is going to use because I believe they might benefit from using a zone uh, again, in, in at times, like I'm not talking about the whole 40 minutes, but at times, I think that will be a very good option for them. And I would be curious to see how Team USA reacts to that. So I think it's going to be a very good game and coaching will play a, a big a big part here. So I think Germany should use a zone from time to time and I'm going to pick Germany to win this game. But obviously, it's going to be super close and no doubt about it, Team USA is the favorite. It's just a hot take that I have. <laughs> the way I see it, Latvia was able to give a blueprint of uh, how to contain Germany on today's game. And I believe that the United States has the pieces to replicate that. It's not only the ability to switch. It's also the length that United States has and the, the bigger wings. But on the other side of the course, I'm also curious to see what kind of challenges Germany will be presenting to the United States. If they do go to a zone or if they are defending man-to-man, I don't see uh, United States, for example, having the same uh, good post-op players as Latvia did to be able to take advantage of certain mismatches against uh, uh, Germany, as we saw Latvia doing today. But... uh, I also wonder if they are willing to shorten their rotation and to go into different lineups. For example, starting Paulo Banquero. That you take out. Who would you take out? Josh Hart. Uh, Hart. Hart. Josh Hart. Yeah. Yes. All right. Okay. And not only making that type of lineup adjustments. Uh, how will they use Ali Burton? How will they use Austin Reeves? That have been so important for them during this uh, tournament. Also, if they have the ability to defend at a very high level and cause those issues to Germany, they probably can make the game easier for themselves by going into transitions and finding easy baskets. But if Germany is able to turn this game into a hard-fought half-court game, 
then yes, I can see Germany stepping up to the same level as United States and we can give can have a game going to the wire where either of the teams can win. But I am I am favoring United States on, on this one. And the truth is at this point of the tournament and with two teams that play at such high level Whoever makes it all the way into the final, it will be a fair potential winner of this World Cup. Yeah, for sure. But just responding on that aspect that you said about USA being active on defense and kind of like the, what they did with Italy, I just think Germany is more suited to, to respond to that type of defense than Italy was. And I believe they have more and better solutions to do that. So that's why I think Germany will be able to, to respond to that and to have a, a competitive game. And I think they're going to come out on top. It isn't as much um, the activity level. It's mostly their ability to switch, to show size against uh, Germany. And we saw Latvia doing that at a very high level today. And I think United States has the ability to replicate that. On top of that, they, they will need to contain players like Obst, avoid him to go on runs and getting hot from three. <laughs> like they allowed in the preparation game, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But um, I believe that it, this will be a highly competitive game. We should tune in for it. That's for sure. I'm giving the advantage to United States, but I expect a highly, highly competitive matchup. Let's now look into the other side of the bracket. And we start with the quarterfinal game between Serbia and Lithuania, where the Serbian team got the dominant 87-68 to 68 victory. We predicted a hot run from Bogdanovic. And he led the charge to start the game. He was tearing apart the Lithuanian defense, scoring six out of the first 10 Serbian points. While on the other end, Lithuania made their first three three-point shot attempts, with the Lithuanians leading after 10 minutes, 25 to 24. But uh, Serbia came into the game with uh, the game plan of attacking the basket and while Valenciunas' physicality can disrupt against uh, post-up actions, Serbia was forcing Lithuania defense to move and uh, blowing by their defenders, generating drives that would create easy layups. The three-point shooting was a great indicator of how this game would evolve. Lithuania started five out of seven, while Serbia started one out of five. Then in the remaining of the first half, Lithuania shot 0 of seven, while Serbia shot two of three. And at halftime, Serbia had an 11-point lead. And that uh, lead proved to be too big for an experienced Serbian team to give it away with them being able to control the second half. Besides the great offensive game plan, Serbia Press gave many issues to Lithuania, with special uh, highlight for Avramovic, that was an absolute menace, pressuring the ball on uh, this game, ending the game with four steals. Nikolajovic and Filip Petrushev keep proving themselves as high-level pieces for the Serbian basketball future, while Lithuania proved to be a high-level team able to compete with anyone coming out of this competition with uh, their heads held uh, high. This is a big win for Serbia, that alongside with Germany secured the two European Olympic slots in this World Cup. I will give you the floor by asking you what were the key factors for Serbia to be able to have this dominant win in this matchup. Well, first of all, uh, I think it was their defensive performance, of course. And I'm going to start it off with uh, Avramovic. Uh, I think his defensive impact, obviously, we know him from EuroLeague and we know how good of a defender he is. But uh, the fact that he was able to, to steal the ball from Jakubaitis multiple times on just on him getting the ball through half court, uh, I think Avramovic played a, a very good good game defensively. 
And I think that led the way for Serbia as a whole team to, to play good defense. And then, like you said, uh, making the Lithuanian bigs uh, work defensively was a, a key factor here. And I think the, the Serbian players did a, a hell of a job in that. And then the biggest, I would say the biggest factor here is Bogdanovic, of course. I mean, he was the, <laughs> the best player. He was, he was the best player on the floor. We predicted a hot run and he started off the right way. So we'll, we'll see what he has for us in the next game. But uh, I just think Serbia was being so underrated so far. Just because they didn't have Misic or Jokic, uh, I think a lot of people were kind of undervaluing them. Uh, but the fact is, they still have a very good roster and led by a guy like Bogdanovic, who is very experienced in, in these types of, of competitions. And he's showing that he can be the leader for this team. And they have great pieces around him. So I really believe they can be a, a competitive team going forward. And uh, the fact that they got the Olympic slot in such a tough uh, continent like Europe and without their two best players, uh, some people would argue Misic is the second best player in Serbia. So it's very great that they did this. And Lithuania, obviously, they should be proud of their work. They, they, had, a, they had a very good tournament. I mean, they beat Team USA. Obviously, they have to be proud of that. And they just went against a Serbian team that was ready. And I thought it was going to be a, a very close matchup. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Serbia was able to, to dominate that game and to, to blow them out. But obviously, Lithuania is a very good team. They have very good players all around. And they were also missing Sabonis. So they, they should be proud of what they've done, for sure. And on top of that, we have an absolutely high level of uh, head coaching throughout the tournament. The way that Latvia came prepared to all of these games, the way that... Uh, Serbia was prepared for this game against Lithuania. Uh, we keep seeing head coaches like uh, Sergio Scariolo, Jordi Fernandez performing at such a high level. The whole coaching staff from the United States that is world-class. We are not short of talent of uh, head coaches across this tournament and it has been an absolute delight to, to watch it. But uh, before we preview the next games for Serbia and Lithuania. Let's look into the final quarterfinal matchup that we had between Slovenia and Canada. We knew that a Doncic versus SGA battle would always be worth to tune in for, with Canada conquering this win, 100 to 89. Luka Doncic worked very hard on both ends of the court, giving his best to give his country a fighting chance. And uh, on the must-watch battle, Doncic ended with 26 points while Shea had 31 and once again shown the ability to take over a game. We had a high-scoring first half with a tie at 50 at halftime on a close fight where Slovenia sh shooting 10 out of 17 from deep being key for them to be able to stay in the game and to be competitive early on. With uh, 30 points during the third quarter, Canada took over the game and went into the fourth with a nine-point lead. They were then able to control the rest of the game. It came down to the team with the bigger depth of talent, and that was Canada with Kelly Olenek, despite scoring only seven points, ending the game with a positive 27 plus-minus, the highest of the whole game, and RJ Barrett having a big game for them with 24 points and nine rebounds. I will put you on the hot seat now with uh, this question without taking a side myself beforehand. Does this mean that uh, Shea needs to be the number one player of this tournament? No, no, it, it doesn't. <laughs> and no, Shea, Shea has been amazing, first of all. Uh, I'm not trying to discredit him in any way, shape or form. Uh, I of think course. he's clearly number two. Uh, I don't think anybody has a case against him 
other than, of course, Luka Doncic. So Luka is <laughs> number one. I mean, Shea clearly has the better team and more talent around him. So the fact that the game was close, I mean, Canada has much more talent. I wasn't expecting a blowout because Luka is that good. That's really the, the matter here. So I think they are both amazing players, of course, but Luka is a top three player in the world and Shea is not there yet. I mean, maybe he can get there, but for now, Luka is still a better player than Shea. They are both elite players and we have to recognize how incredible Shea has been during this tournament and the level of player that he become. Let's then look at the classification game between Lithuania and Slovenia. And I believe that uh, it uh, has the potential to be a highly competitive game where I am leaning Lithuania. Of course, Luka Doncic can dominate this game and uh, lead Slovenia to a win. But uh, I am not entirely sure if the motivational factor is there for them, while I expect Lithuania to want to perform after a disappointing quarterfinal game. And I think their execution physicality can be a challenge for this uh, Slovenian team to overcome during this game. I expect it to be a high-scoring affair, where I think Lithuania will come out with a win after the game. Which of these two teams you expect to be fighting for fifth place? Well, it's hard. I mean, like you said, it depends on a lot of things, the, the motivational factor to, to play this game. It, obviously, it holds some weight. But uh, assuming both teams will play to win, uh, I think Lithuania's front court should have uh, should have their way offensively because uh, they are bigger and they are more talented, in my opinion, especially Valenciunas. But, uh, but I think they're going to struggle to hold down Luka on the other end. So I believe I agree with you. Uh, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I believe it can go either way. It should be very competitive. I okay. If this was like a quarterfinals game, I would have given the edge to Slovenia. But because <laughs> it is to fight for the fifth, uh, I'm going to go Lithuania because Luca. Um, we know Luca wants to win everything, and he wants to play to win. So in a game like this, where it doesn't really matter much. I mean, obviously, you want to get the best classification possible, but to fight for a fifth place, sixth or seventh, I mean, I think it's more, more or less the same. So uh, I agree with you. I think Lithuania is going to be more motivated for this game than Slovenia. So I'm going to go with Lithuania. And we almost had another disagreement. But uh, with all the Olympic slots decided... What matters the most now are the final podium positions. So let's dive into the game between Serbia and Canada, the other semifinal. And I will cut right down to the chase and say that I am favoring Canada on this game. I think that their switching defense can work well against Serbia and they are the more talented team in this game. Shea driving ability and all in all-around game will be very hard for Serbia to contradict. And uh, they will need an extremely high-level Bogdanovic to be able to balance things out. And we know that uh, he can be that player, but Canada has many bodies to throw at him. Serbia certainly will come up with uh, different looks to show defensively against Canada. But the fact that Canada is shooting almost 40% from three while having the player that I expect to be the best on the floor and that uh, I see dominating the game, SGA, for me, gives them the advantage in this matchup. What about you? How do you see this game on Raleigh? Uh, I think I, I think it's going to be Canada. Uh, it's a similar situation here uh, with the Germany and USA game, uh, where one team has more talent and the other team is more experienced. And uh, obviously, it's two different situations, but you get my point. The, 
I think the difference in this game is, like you said, Canada has a lot of bodies to throw at Bogdanovic. And I just think the key here will be how can Serbia respond to Canada's physicality. And like you said, Bogdanovic will have to be elite offensively and in shot making for them to have a chance to compete. And I believe this game would have been perfect if they had like Misic or Nedovic, just another playmaker who can score, I think would have been amazing for them in a matchup like this. But uh, the way it is, I just think it puts a lot of pressure on Bogdanovic and it's going to be very hard because with guys like Dylan Brooks and um, Lou Dort and even Shea, he's a very good defender. It's just his offense just... We don't even think about his defense because he's so good offensively. Canada has a very complete team and defensively they are very, very good. So, But this is a similar game as Canada and Spain too because Canada has the talent, but Serbia has the experience. And that game against Spain was very close and, and Abrines missed that shot that could have taken it to overtime. So I think it's a similar situation, but uh, I do believe Canada is prepared to, to win this game. And I think their talent and their ability to defend at such a high level will be the keys here. And I think Canada is going to win this game. Very well. This takes us to the end of another European Hoops podcast episode. We will be back after the semifinal games with a full recap of the action and preview what to expect from the final four games of this World Cup. To not miss out on our new episodes, subscribe to the podcast and make sure to be following us on Twitter at Ethos EuroLeague. As always, I'll be back with you guys soon. Bye, guys. See you on next episode. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.